My name's Rob Statham, and it was my honor to sit down with MIT Sloan Management Professor John Carroll recently and discuss his thoughts on a recent study he presented on how people, safety professionals, think about safety. You're going to enjoy this. Here's John. I think this paper really is part of um, a, a lot of years of work in the area of safety. So uh, this project is, in my mind, you know, connected to a lot of other things I'm doing. And um, I, I think the theme that's run through a lot of my work is about how people working in these industries come to, to try to understand the uh, causes of problems, the, uh, uh, the factors that lead to more safety or more accidents, and uh, what they try to do about it based on their understanding. So, you know, some of the research I've done on root cause analysis has been about how this is conducted in industry and what gets learned and, you know, perhaps what constitutes a good one or a bad one. And I see this set of surveys we did as another effort to portray how people are thinking about safety and how varied that is and, and whether that variability should be thought of as a bad thing. So, you know, we should all agree on what safety is and how, how to achieve it. Uh, if you think that way, then uh, variation in how we think about safety is a bad thing because obviously some people have it wrong. Um, but if you think that we perhaps don't know all that we need to know about safety, then that variability might be a good thing in that we can learn from each other, we can challenge assumptions, we can, you know, we can innovate. Uh, and that does, you know, uh, it, it kind of rests on a foundation of there being some variation uh, in, in, in how people are, uh, are talking about safety. The one thing that I thought was fascinating was the distinction between uh, oil and gas uh, focused on work and workers uh, from the surveys and power, it was uh, organization and management. Um, yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So I think that um, you know, first of all, it does coincide roughly with some of what I've experienced in working in these industries. And, and it corresponds a bit to the history of safety thinking. Um, you know, over time, we've moved through different eras or different historical ways of, of understanding safety. Um, and, and certainly the era in the middle of the last century was about human error and trying to figure out why people do things, why they make mistakes, um, why they don't follow the, the rules and procedures, uh, why, you know, is, is that, is it pilot error? Is it operator error? Is it maintenance error? Is it, you know, it's always who's, who's at fault uh, who needs more training, who needs to be disciplined, who, you know, that, that, that kind of emphasis. Now that it wasn't always that way. You, you go back a hundred years and, and there were different issues that people thought about, including design technology, sure. so on. And, you know, all of these have accumulated, but in the past, maybe 
30 years, we seem to have tried in, to move away from individual error and individual blame to uh, an understanding of organizations, culture, management, leadership, all of those, those sort of higher up in the organization precursors to what might have been a, a triggering event or an error that somebody made. So I'm, I'm sure you and your, you know, you and your colleagues in your root cause practice think of human error as a symptom or a starting point for investigation, not as the cause, the root, the root cause is Joe screwed up. You know, I, I don't think you, you think of it that way. Um, and, uh, and in the research I've done, you know, I'm certainly focused on what organizations, managers can do in the way of providing resources, uh, providing new ways of thinking, um, ensuring that procedures are are usable, not just you know, not just a, a checklist of things that that sure. really can't can't actually be be done in real life, uh, with the net result that when something goes wrong, you you know, someone points to a procedure and said you violated that procedure, therefore you're the bad guy. So, you know, how, how do we think about this? And some industries have moved more quickly to embrace issues like management's role in safety, um, the, the uh, authority and status of the safety organization, the kinds of training people get, the uh, way work is organized. You know, there's a whole host of things like that, what the routines that people have that we call safety culture and so on. You know, there, some have moved more rapidly to embrace that, partly because of the nature of the work, the, the hazards and the resources that are available. So, you know, the in nuclear power and aviation, which are often held up as the ultra safe industries, they face somewhat different issues somewhat different safety concerns and they they have different regulatory environment they have different amounts of resources available than industries like oil and gas or construction or mining or transportation and so on which are are really operating in a in a different world in many respects so some of the differences in emphasis or in ability to to uh, work effectively to to you know, identify a problem and then do something about that problem is industry specific. But even within the same industry, you have companies that are wildly different. So it's not all just one industry is different from another. So we, we went looking for sources of variation like that. And in our data, the two largest groups of, of respondents were from those industries, the power generation industry and oil and gas industry. Of course, within those, they're quite varied. And within power generation, we don't know how many are nuclear power, how many are transmission lines. How, you know, those are pretty different too. But broadly speaking, uh, the power generation folks thought about um, safety more in terms of management, organization, and culture, and the oil and gas more in terms of worker um, you know, worker attentiveness, worker uh, competence, worker alertness. Uh, so 
you can just imagine that if something goes wrong in one industry, then the first reaction might be to find out what's wrong with our workers. And in the other organization, it, it would be, you know, the other industry, it might be what, what are our managers missing? What is, you know, how are we allocating resources? Right. How, how have we established our culture and we need to change it? And, and by culture, by the way, I mean, not just the culture on the shop floor, but the culture in the boardroom as well. How do you feel when you hear uh, uh, people say, or, or people like me or, or Bob uh, say that human beings are the root of all success and all failure? How, how do you feel when you hear something like that? Well, I, I, I feel that's right. Um, I, I think the intent behind that statement is to, uh, is, is to contrast with those who feel that human beings are the root of all evil. Stop, dead stop. You know, if, if, only, if only those human beings would do what they're supposed to do, everything would be fine. Well, without those human beings, we wouldn't have any of the knowledge and innovation that that's driving these uh, industries and we wouldn't be safe. So it's, it's humans coping with very challenging circumstances that have made us successful. And those cir circumstances remain very challenging. So there are still safety problems and there's still a lot of work to be done. Uh, and indeed some of those safety problems have to do with our, our um, let's say our, our aspirations, our hopes and dreams of what we can do, exceeding our ability to do it at this point. And, and therefore mm -hmm. there are these, um, these errors, mismatches, you know, um, these problems that emerge, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the human beings involved have, you know, should be blamed, may have made an error or whatever. They're, they're doing the best they can under very challenging circumstances. And uh, we, yes. we need to improve systems. We need to improve people, um, all, of, all of those things. But uh, humans are just, are human. And, and that's a great thing. Um, I, I don't think our, I really don't think our, um, safety high hazard industries would operate better if we replaced all the humans with machines. I, I don't think I, that's possible. I, agree. I don't think that's going to be effective. Thank you for listening to the Failsafe Moment. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Please share in the comments. Have a great day.